Good evening, podcast listeners. It is December 1st, probably pretty close to the last episode of the year. And I thought I would just dive into a topic which is really kind of the core of everything I talk about. And that is what people call mindfulness. But it's it's more than that. It's emotional health. It's how we tie our thoughts to our practice, our training, and how that all ties to accomplishing goals and things that we want in our lives. And I'm going to start it this way. Have you ever taken a yoga class or any class and the teacher says, set your intention? What is your intention? I I hate that question because I think it's very not precise. Um, I think it's much more precise to ask the question, how do you want to feel, think, feel in your body or think in your mind at the end of this class? How's that for specificity? How about, how would you like to think about your body, think about your thoughts and what you have to do in life? And how would you like to feel in your body? For example, let's say you have a tight or torn even, I have a bit of a pinched hamstring. At the end of tonight's yoga class, I had two intentions. One was to feel grounded. Feeling grounded means that my my consciousness was actually deeper in my body and not just in my head spinning around. Less thoughts, more in the body. I'll get back to that in a minute. My other goal was to see what would happen to my hamstring. I pulled my hamstring yesterday on a treadmill test. I had a stress test at the cardiologist. I did, I did fine. Um, part of a part of a new doctor evaluation. Um, very interesting. You know, they put hook you up to an EKG and to a blood pressure heart rate monitor. Um, it's very unwieldy, and you would think that in 2022 they'd have better technology, but it worked. And he said your blood pressure and heart rate responded perfectly right to your increased fitness. And I'll get back to that too. So I'm talking about what is it you want today? You're going to wake up tomorrow, or maybe you've already woken up today. And because that was tomorrow's yesterday, remember? And you have an opportunity to ask yourself, how do you want to feel? How do you want to feel about yourself? How do you want to feel about a person you care about? How do you want to feel about a person you struggle with? How do you want to feel about a goal? Are you a little bit more focused on what you need to do towards that goal? Maybe it's a run. Maybe it's a marathon. Maybe it's a school thing or a work project. Are you organizing it differently? Be specific about what you want. This word intention is a platitude. It's a a cliche word. It doesn't really have meaning unless you be specific about it. And and time-bound. You know, I'm sorry I'm so frustrated about the word, but when you talk to yoga teachers, I said to the yoga teacher yesterday, who's a top-notch yoga teacher, what does she mean? And she says, you know, it means different things to different people. Why do you say it then? Why say it if it doesn't help? So what I want to talk about continues this discussion. What do you want? And how do you get it? And what is getting it even look like? 
What does getting it even feel like? Does getting it mean that you start down a project goal or towards a project goal and you do it for a period of time and you decide that it's not for you? Well, that's basically a very effective uh, strategy. Maybe what you want is to determine if a relationship is for you. Um, and maybe you want to determine whether or not training is for you. Um, Michael McKnight is an ultra, ultra marathoner. He's a guy that does 200 plus mile runs. His last run was in the 450 mile stretch. Yeah, that's his, that's his race, okay? It takes like a week to do. He barely sleeps. He loses a ton of weight. And what he reminds everybody, and he'll ask anybody who runs or does anything physical, if you're not enjoying the training part, you're not going to enjoy the race. In fact, the race is, is just a celebration of all the training you did. So do you want to do this? If today you ran for two hours and it was miserable, which I would find hard to believe because hopefully you would have stopped. You're not going to... Well, let me ask you, are you going to run again tomorrow? Maybe not two hours, but are you going to power through the misery? And the answer to that question really determines how important the ultimate goal is. In Michael McKnight's world, he will tell you that the disappointment of not finishing for him is always greater than the pain of hallucinating, dizziness, vomiting. I mean, you got to follow this guy on Instagram. He's low-carb runner. And he gets sick, and you think he's torturing his body. And he did most recently stop, I think, a 500 or 480-mile run because he couldn't go on anymore, hallucinating and felt terrible and, you know. Um, but... You have to make a decision. Is the feeling of failure, not finishing, greater than the pain of the run? So in my very first marathon, if you go back to one of the very first episodes, you will hear about what happened the night before my run. I had fear that fear, not actual pain, fear that an injury in my left calf that had happened maybe three weeks prior was going to come back, suddenly come back, uh, ripping, gripping pain at some point. And that fear presented itself with the following narrative. I'm going to run to the Midtown Tunnel, you know, as the New York Marathon dumps back into the city at like 56th and 3rd Avenue or 56th and 1st Avenue. And I'm going to run home. I'm going to run across Central Park and come home because the fear of confronting my cousins, my cousins who, my first cousins who came to my baseball game when I was 10 and saw me strike out, fear of them seeing me strike out was greater than the possibility that I would blow my leg out and not be able to finish. So I had this narrative. And I remember waking up in the middle of the night before, and I'm like, I'm not going to do this race. I'm going to end up bailing. And of course, I was talked off the ledge. I did the run, and I finished finished. I was felt strong, confident, and proud. I was elated. I was sore, but I felt good. 
because I had trained and I actually had enjoyed the training. So step one, look at the decision you make. What is your formula? As my friend would say, what is the calculation? And is it the pain of failure, pain of not finishing, is actually greater than the pain I'm going to suffer? And if you've run a few marathons, and I've run five, I'll tell you, the physical pain is tremendous. For me, it was mile 18, you know, mile 16, whatever. And you've got eight or nine more miles to run. You say to yourself, can I handle this pain? And it's never in the place you have injuries. It's usually in a place you don't have an injury. It's just, you know, your hip flexors. Some people have problems in their lower back. You could have problems in places where you were injured. I'm wrong to say that. But the reality is, is your pain is going to show up in your body. Your body is just tired and sore. So what's your formula? What's your formula for your little narrative in your mind? And where does that formula fit into your daily training? If you're going to run three miles, that's your training today or tomorrow, or maybe it's eight miles, or maybe it's 15 miles, whatever the amount of miles is, how are you going to feel halfway through? And what is your formula? Are you going to say, do you know what? Today, I'm not going to finish. I'm going to stop. And what I do is I become aware of that. So if I have a niggle or a tightening or a pull, I'm going to stop for a second. I'm going to jam my hand into that muscle and I'm going to see if I can start again. And I always start again. I'm always miraculously surprised that once you stop and start again, the body somehow lessens the significance of the pain. And that happens for a couple reasons. One, because you talk to it differently. Once you basically take away its power and you say, I'm okay. I am okay. Uh, I can walk or I can jog. You just start walking a little bit. Just walk a little bit. Look, I'm okay, you say to yourself. So what mechanism are you going to use when you get a barrier? The next thing really is, is look at your narrative. Is your narrative about blame and fault? You know, is it, for example, I did everything right. There's absolutely no reason the other person in this relationship isn't coming to me and responding the way I want. Well, the reality is, is you have no idea what's going on in their head. None. Because unless they've told you and you've written it down so you didn't get the words wrong. So all you really know is how you feel about the situation. And question number one, kind of like training. Are you enjoying the way you feel? Do you feel good about what's going on now? You're in this one-person conversation with yourself and you have a narrative about maybe a relationship. Maybe it's a coach. Maybe it's a romantic relationship, a work relationship. And you can't get an answer from the other person. You're the only person in it. So ask yourself the question, am I enjoying this? This is what the training is. If I can't enjoy the training, I'm not going to enjoy the run. So mindfulness or kind of even emotional health around goals can be systematized. I think it's got to be taken out of the brain and put down into a formula. We must question and ask ourselves, why do we believe, why do we, why is that our formula? Why do we, why do we equate, for example, the pain of finishing is greater than the pain of working out? What are our assumptions there? And ask ourselves, does the formula make sense to us? And can we either 
come up with a different formula because what we've decided is, is we don't want to run at all. We don't want to lift weights. We don't want to run. Um, we don't want to deal with the pain and the discomfort of it. Um, or we've run and we've gotten to the three or five mile point and we love the feeling. There's some kind of zone, you know, we all talk about being in a zone. And we say to ourselves, I'm going to get to that zone no matter what it takes. And I'm going to practice and get coaching and work out and stretch so that I don't get injured getting to the zone and getting out of the zone. Because being in the zone allows me to clear my mind. It allows me to connect with myself and know my strength and then begin to visualize what I want in my life. So hopefully you've come away with some idea of the importance of this inner dialogue. And, and if you have, I think the overarching theme here is it's a very personal thing. What is your formula? What is your por- formula for, for success? What is success going to look like? Is success going to be finishing the run? Because I could tell you when you finish the run, the only person it's really going to matter to is you, unless you're a winner of the run and you're making money. Your family is going to be momentarily proud of the accomplishment. But in about an hour, no one's going to care. Really. You're going to have spent 16, 18 weeks training for a run. And you're going to get a medal. You know, great, hanging up in your closet. And you'll talk about it tomorrow at work, maybe for a couple of days. Maybe you'll find other people to talk to about it. But at the end of the day, the run itself can't be enough for you to hang your hat on. You're going to have to enjoy the structure of training. The 16 to 18 weeks becomes a part of your life. You love having some structure in your life something to do today that makes you feel good, getting into that zone, that feeling of accomplishment, coming home after the run and maybe having your comfort food, maybe having your comfort smoothie, and then going to take a shower, changing your clothes. Maybe at the end of the day, you sleep super well. All these things, you've got to figure out why you're doing this training part. The run, the race, I think it's a separate formula. You might enjoy the camaraderie, the starting line. You might enjoy the socialization of somebody you end up running with who you never see again. These, I would almost call them mild dates. I remember running across the Midtown Tunnel with some, some young Vanderbilt student. It was wonderful just to hear about her life and where she was from and her goals, and then poof, they're gone. Maybe these are what running the race is about for you. But figure out your formulas so that when you visualize success, You know exactly what you're up against. Good luck out there. I hope you have a great holiday if I don't speak to you. I'm Gregory Rutchick. Hope you're enjoying the first marathon. Leave me some comments. Send me a note, G-A-R-U-T-C-H, or text me. I'd I'd love to hear about your training. Bye. This is going to be a short one. But it is New Year's Day. I'm talking to you from Karuizawa, Japan. And we already have our first good run in the books. Kurizawa is towards the Japanese Alps on the way towards Nagano. This morning we woke uh, and uh, we put in a great uh, five and a half miles or so up to Hanareyama. Hanareyama. About a 
1,255.9 meter mountain where we could then see an even larger mountain in the background running through the snow. Uh, that was not our goal. Our goal was just to leave the house here and to get out into the probably 20 degree weather. Beautiful morning. Um, 2022 had a lot of things for us. Uh, one of the most important things was not the miles, even though the miles turned out to be the largest um, amount of miles I've ever run in my life in a year. I think what really uh, I bring home is what running does for my mind and for my sense of myself, as opposed to running towards some race goal. Um, the race goals I've been able to accomplish. Um, I've been able to surpass any type of race goal I ever had, running five marathons, running in more than five marathons. Um, and uh, my physical self uh, achievements are beyond, but it's the mental um, help that running has really given me, um, a belief in myself, a belief of an ability to calm myself and to really ground myself so I could see broader. Um, look, life is not easy. Life is filled with um, upsets and disappointments. Um, injuries sometimes happen too. Um, we all take things differently. Some of us are uh, dealing with um, physical illness, emotional difficulties, um, money issues, but and, and none of us are uh, any better or worse for it. In fact, uh, we all carry our weight uh, the way we carry it. Some of us uh, carry things rather lightly. Some of us carry things very heavily. And some days seem better than others. But running for me has been a real blessing, a real gift to myself to be able to get out there. Um, you know, running in the cold, I think, it, like anything else, just takes preparation. Uh, I I've, uh, was prepared to run today because I ran in New York, you know, all those years ago in 2018. Um, and the background voices you're hearing are Japanese. I'm here at my Japanese friend's house. Um, and I think that's the other thing that running has given me. Um, even though I don't run with others so much, I have run with a group on Saturdays, as you know, in, in uh, Beverly Hills. And uh, running with others who push you, who chat with you, who offer their help to you in various capacities, it, and, and the people around you in your life you know, find people who shine their light on you. Uh, if they don't, don't try to chase the light. It's not going to come. The light is what it is when they first shine it on you, for the most part. Sometimes that's not true, I've found, but for the most part it is. And uh, if at, you realize that they're not interested or there's some issue with why or why they're not going to shine their light on you, that's fine. Move on. There are going to be wonderful gifts ahead of you, and keep your eyes open for angels. Um, running, like anything else, is a physical activity and an, a mental activity to help you deal with whatever life is. If you're not a professional runner, it is a supplement to your day job, so to speak, but it's an essential supplement that keeps you healthy, sleeping well, eating right, and energized, and often a great way to see a city. I mean, running in Japan has been amazing because getting up in the morning, in the cold mornings, and putting my multiple layers on, and then taking some of them off if I got too warm, a wonderful way to see a city and to interact with the place you're in. Um, 
uh, sure, you could talk about your running if you're interested in that or whatever your goals are you want to share with other people. Um, we all deal with things differently. I find that relationships seem to be the most important thing in my life. So um, I often run to give myself perspective so I can kind of see what's happening in my life and who I can shine my light on and who's interested in shining their light on me. Anyway, I want to wish you all a great start of the year. Uh, you can set your intention, which is what you want. We have to figure out what we want, even if it means where do you want to go. And sometimes with running, you know, I talk to a lot of first marathoners about this. Lie to yourself. Tell yourself, just put your sneakers on. Today, you're just going to put your sneakers on. Don't worry about how many miles. Then you get your sneakers on and say to yourself, you know what, I'm going to get out the door. I'm going to run outside for 20 minutes, and then I'm going to come home because I've got so much to do. And lie to yourself. Tell yourself it's 20 minutes. Next thing you know, you're past that one-mile start. Your body's filled with great feelings. Your nooks and your nudges and your pains are, are not as significant as you thought they would be. And you keep running. And then when you finish running, you say to yourself, wow, that really worked. Um, treat yourself well. Take care of yourself. Take naps if you need to. Massage yourself. Eat whatever you want to eat. But listen to your body. If you're not digesting it well, maybe it's not the right thing. Drink a shit ton of water because water is important to your body. You're 70% water on an earth that's 70% water and you've got to stay hydrated. Well, that's it for now. First Marathon, Gregory Rutschick. I'll see you guys soon. Peace.